our first bond. We learn about everything through those on whom we were first dependent. All of us were born into a family. Not everyone has the opportunity to grow up with those people, but each one of us develops a family group nonetheless. We were created that way. We need other people. Are they related to you? In the end, it doesn't really matter. We learn from birth how to fit in. Some of us even develop certain roles. For example, I was born into a big family. I have six brothers and three sisters. Of the group, Jeannie is the family fixer. That's her role. When you have an issue about which you're unsure, go to Jeannie. She'll hook you up. Remember, family. It's our first bond. Their view of the world will color our own. Eventually, we may separate and break free of some of those teachings, but we will always know them as a part of the family shtick. By shtick, I mean patterns, behaviors, beliefs, tendencies that are shared and taught. As children, we go along because we haven't developed our own opinions and understandings yet. If we play by the family rules, we fit in, so we go along. We like that feeling of belonging. Don't you love when you go somewhere and you belong? Remember Cheers? You want to go where everyone knows your name. <laughs> but we measure up to standards that are set for us by another. That is part and parcel of belonging. As we grow up and begin to see the world on our own, we can overcome some of the teachings that aren't in agreement with our own thinking. We can develop new ways. We don't have to play a victim. We don't have to be the boss. We overcome and we move forward. Nonetheless, the old issues sometimes lurk and instigate frustration when it's time to come together with our family of origin. Holidays, weddings, vacations, different opportunities to gather, a reunion. When we come back together, sometimes we fall into negative feelings and thinkings if we're not prepared. Let's take this part of our lives out of the dark and look at it together. Let's develop some strategies that will allow us to love instead of to judge. We can be true to ourselves while embracing the people with whom we grew up. Remember, family situations can feel sticky. You might feel crushed, confused, misunderstood. Don't fret. That is just emotional work. It's just bringing you more information. What's really important is what you don't want to feel and how you react to age-old stimuli can change that for you. Let's take an example. Did you have a family tormentor? That's someone in your family who looks for failure or lack and shines a light on it. Believe it or not, that is a role in families. They have a part to play and you have a part to play with them. They shine the light at a failure and you climb inside yourself, you get embarrassed, you take the walk of shame, whatever it is. But what if you responded differently? What if you took over telling the story when they started it and added humor and understanding of the, the deficits of the age you were when it happened? What if your new role threw them off 
and shut them down. Those are the kind of changes we hope to see so that we can go into family gatherings and have a good time. Some of you listening may be thinking, oh my gosh, what horrible families. <laughs> okay, not all family dysfunction goes to the deepest levels. Even with lesser issues, we're going to talk about some points that can offer help and encourage you. We're looking to recreate uncomfortable relationships. It's just that simple. And we're going to use the power of today, who we are today, to get things rolling. Here are eight ideas that will help modify our behaviors so that when we deal with our family, it's not a tough encounter at all. Let's get started. Number one, be ready for the encounter. Before a matador goes into the bull ring, he gets centered. Breathe, pray, be calm, be ready. Sometimes we can get most hurt when we are taken off guard. It's a family gathering. You know it's coming. You have three natures. Use two to help the third. Be physically and spiritually prepped so that if the emotional nature gets challenged, you don't get rocked. How do you get physically prepped for a family reunion? Well, it's pretty simple. You rest, you eat, you, you, you're ready. You might even dress the part. You dress with confidence. Be physically ready to be your best self. Spiritual readiness, it's simple. You go to the big guy and you ask for help. Maybe you say a prayer of forgiveness. God, forgive them for the way they treated me when I was young. Don't hold them accountable for the wrongs they've done against me. Spiritual fitness, when it comes to relationship, often has to do with forgiveness. Do that work if it's important. Number two, when you're with your family, keep the interactions light. Approach the exchange with a positive, happy outlook. Steer conversations to upbeat topics. Avoid discussion of serious problems with anybody who isn't trustworthy. Bing, 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 loyalty alert. Just because somebody should be trustworthy does not mean that they are. Don't set yourself up by practicing loyalty with those who haven't earned it. Loyalty is not a given because of someone's last name or family order. Loyalty is an earned, it's earned trait. If you're loyal to someone, it's because they have proven themselves trustworthy. The third idea is to trust your intuition. That's right, trust yourself. This can be hard when you're surrounded by people that are critical or blaming. It's important for you to know your truth and to walk in it. This will help you avoid manipulation. When something doesn't feel right, trust that instinct, instinct and, t and seek a way out. You're not a child anymore. You are the adult authority in your life. Take care of yourself. Trust your gut. Remember, gut, God utters truth. When something doesn't feel right in your gut, it isn't. The fourth thing we're going to talk about is have a simple way out available. 
It can be as simple as making sure you have your own vehicle in case you want to go for a ride or run to the store to pick up something you forgot. Once I took my two children to Tampa for Thanksgiving dinner. One of my children had severe ADHD as a kid and I had forgotten to bring the medicine. We went to the movies. Thanksgiving was way different than what I thought it would be with my retired aunt and uncle. We spent most of the day at the movie theater. What did we have for Thanksgiving that, that year? <laughs> a lot of popcorn. But I had a way out. I didn't have to sit there and be mean to my little one or try to apologize to my aunt and uncle. I knew what we were in for and I made arrangements. Maybe for you, your way out could be changing into workout clothes and going for a run. It doesn't matter, but here's the thing. When you feel like you need a break, take a retreat. Have a retreat planned. It is so much healthier than escaping. The fifth item is going to come from our friends in a 12-step group called Al-Anon. It's a saying that they teach, and I think everybody would benefit from it. Say what you mean, mean what you say, and don't say it mean. Are you trying to mend a relationship or tear it down? Your words will set the tone. Be respectful but firm. Use your words wisely. For example, Mom, when you criticize the weight I've put on, I feel shamed. And then, I hate that feeling, so I don't come to visit as much. Sounds kind of like a weird thing to say, but it is the truth, right? If you can share the truth honestly with love, it will help a relationship. Truth helps relationships. Lies hurt relationships. It's just that simple. What works best for you? Saying what you mean, meaning what you say, and not saying it mean. The sixth point is for some of you. Some of you can just skip right over this one, but you'll know if, if it applies. One of the earmarks of family dysfunction is the role of the people pleaser. People pleasing doesn't work because your own needs get lost in the equation. So for the people pleasers out there, you must say no sometimes. Many of us are hesitant to do this, but the reality is that if we did say no, we would change the status quo in our relationships. There's an old saying that we teach people how to treat us. If you've taught them that there is nothing you wouldn't do for them, it's time to change that truth. Believe it or not, people will get used to you having a choice. An occasional no will set a healthy boundary. The seventh point we're going to talk about is looking for patterns in your relationship. There are patterns that we fall into that become almost like a default setting. For example, when uncomfortable, I quit. I control. I get bossy. I become dependent. These are patterns that we fall into, almost like a default setting 
like we don't want to think about it we're uncomfortable so we're just gonna go do this so are the patterns or the behaviors and the emotions that are causing them are they even current that's my question for you right now does it really have anything to do with your life right now or is it about your life however many years ago when you were growing up in that household we've learned a role and when we come around people with whom we played that role we often get right back into character we don't challenge to see if it's appropriate today or even truthful thinking it through will help it might be just a pattern that got installed when they push this button I react this way review it and see if it's really what's best for you and remember reaction happens quickly response happens after a moment of pause to assess what will be best don't react as much respond more often the last thing number eight is to remind you that everyone has good qualities pay attention to those it's easy to expect negativity and bad qualities to come out of your family especially if that's what you remember from your time spent with them but if you want to be happy and free concentrate on the qualities that you admire and when they come up speak them out compliment somebody share your pleasure again this will rock the status quo and set you up for new interactions it can be painful to be with our family of origin and it can be wonderful the end result is up to you change the rules a bit avoid fights and grudges focus on the positive converse with love and respect stop the people pleasing and be true to your own needs and desires look for the good qualities and speak about them remember the time you spend with family is short-lived choose to enjoy it before you even go ask your higher power for help have a way out if you need it but most of all keep trying take a new action just one small action can change everything because you know what relationships can change they can improve no matter how old they are it's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected good seed podcast is powered by bethwe.com a nonprofit ministry based in vero beach florida We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at bethwe.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.